is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Welcome, it is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one tonight, who is uh, celebrating Yom Kippur tonight. He'll be back with you manana, and we've got a lot of news to talk about, including Bob Menendez. Bob Menendez ain't leaving the Senate, folks. Why would you? You've already beaten it once when you've taken, you know, been accused of corruption and bribery and everything else. Why not stay in office and fight again? Now, to be clear... Menendez is a guy that Democrats knew was shady as hell. They knew he was corrupt. They knew he was corrupt last time when there was a hung jury. There have been conversations in Washington, D.C. for decades about Menendez and how corrupt Menendez is. And I say that to compare it to exactly what has happened with Joe Biden, the Biden crime family. People knew how shady Joe Biden was. James Biden, his brother, right, Jimmy, and then his son. Everybody's known about in Democratic circles for years. So the question is, why is it the Democrats are now saying that Menendez should step aside? Hell, even AOC came out this week and she said that she believed that Bob Menendez should step down from his seat. Now, of course, Menendez come out saying, no, no, you can go to hell. I ain't doing that. Even on The View. That woman who acts like she's a she identifies as a Republican. Is that a good way of putting that, Miss Producer? Ana Navarro, she 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 identifies as a Republican. She's a hardcore, cranky, like socialist, communist, liberal. She came out and I love how she tried to personalize it by saying, you know, I'm, I'm really upset about this. I'm very shaken. I've known him for years. By the way, if you're a conservative, you don't hang out or know Bob Menendez. OK, that's number one strike against you. Number two, you vote for Democrats. You're a Democrat. All right. That's strike two. Number three, you're a partisan hack for the Democratic Party masquerading as a Latina right woman, because that's like your thing and how you make money on the view. But listen to her talk about Menendez and how personal it is to her. I'm having a very hard time reconciling the evidence I saw shown on TV with the Bob Menendez I have known for almost 30 years. This is okay. So so there's two options here for Anna Navarro. All right. And I I had the um, uh, they paid me. I had to work with her when I was at CNN as a conservative commentator. And it was it was uh, I earned every dollar when I had to deal with her. I love how she says here, I'm having a hard time reconciling the evidence I saw on TV with the Bob Menendez I have known for almost 30 years. Okay, well, that's one of two things here. One, you're an idiot. uh, Or two, you're a liar. Because it is not hard to reconcile the evidence, certainly after the last court case where there was a ton of evidence against him and it was a hung jury, okay? But the, the idea that you're having a hard time reconciling the evidence that you, that you saw on TV where the Bob and Ennis, I've known, that means that you're an idiot, like, because he clearly could manipulate you to believe that he was somehow different than he was. Now, I don't believe that Ana Navarro, by the way, is that stupid. I really don't. I think Ana Navarro is a partisan hack who is trying to figure out How do I admit that Bob Menendez is a scumbag without hurting Joe Biden? Because if I admit 
And this is the problem with the Democrats right now. I, I want to be clear. I don't give a crap about Menendez. I really don't. I think he's a scumbag. I think he's going to go to jail for this. I think the evidence is overwhelming. I think the evidence was overwhelming last time. I think that everybody in Washington knew how corrupt and shady he and his wife were. And now they got caught red handed. OK, I, I, the, the system's going to take care of this. So I'm not really concerned with it. The point I'm making for you tonight is this. The Bob Menendez that the Democrats are now throwing under the bus has done nothing compared to what Joe Biden and the Biden crime family has done while he's been in office. If you are a Democrat right now and you are criticizing Bob Menendez, then how the hell are you not demanding that Joe Biden step down from the White House? How are you not demanding a special counsel? How are you not demanding that he be impeached? Because there's quite a few Democrats that are out there. Well, you know, Bob Menendez, he should step down for the good of the country. Bob Menendez and what he's been accused of is not even close to what the Biden crime family did. We have the suspicious activity reports. We know it's all there. We have the bank and the wire transfers. We have nine Biden family members taking money. We have the White House lying. We have Biden lying. I never talked about any business dealings with my son ever, period. Okay, well, let's change that. I, 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 never, uh, I, I, never, I never was really involved in the family business. I just was being a loving dad and talking about the weather. Okay, crap, that's not going to work. Ah, uh, now, well, to be clear, I never, I never took money personally from any of this. Well, you did. Your son was paying for your whole life. Your son was writing in emails that, you know, I got to I got to give 50 percent of what I make to daddy. I got to hold 10 percent for the big guy all the time. So if you're going to say that Bob Menendez is guilty and that Bob Menendez should step down, what does that say about Joe Biden? It, It means in comparison, well, Joe Biden should be in jail. And that's why they're trying to make this emotional as on of ours like I'm having such a hard time reconciling the evidence Oh, that I saw on TV of my good friend, my good friend of 30 years. And then listen to hear what she says. She says it's hard on her. It's personally hard for me. But, you know, when I saw all the evidence, I get it. I'm, I'm shaken. I'm I'm hoping against hope that there is some sort of logical explanation. But I, also- I what logical explanation would there be? Let, let's deal with that in, incompetent, stu- incredibly stupid statement by Anna Navarro. All right. And let's really look at this. Right. She's hoping against hope that there's some sort of logical explanation for gold bars. What logical explanation would there be for that? You dumb a. Well, like for for just pure cash coming in from a foreign government. What logical explanation would there be for that? You dumb a on the view. Tell me an ex- a, a, a logical, give me an example. There isn't one, by the way. But this is how much they're willing to cover for Menendez so that they can continue to cover for the Biden crime family because this is the worst timing for the Joe Biden Crime Inc., right? The, the, the mob boss and the Democratic Party. They've got a guy that got caught red-handed with gold bars, cash, and cars. The Bidens got cars, Right. They did. Never forget. They got a Porsche. Check that box. They got cash. Check that box. Hell, they were getting diamonds, raw diamonds, like big old fat diamonds. They were getting billions in loans. 
to set up companies. They were shaking down people sitting next to my father with that famous now WhatsApp text message. In fact, I've got it right here. Let's just re- let's just read this real quick. This is Hunter Biden. I'm sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Now, this is going to the Chinese communist, basically government official who's in business with them. Tell the director, Hunter Biden writes, that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand. There's your threat. And now means tonight. And Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Chairman Zhang, the chairman, right? I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me, that would be Joe Biden, and every person he knows, and my ability forever hold a grudge that you will regret not following my direction. I'm sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Now, we could have found out if Hunter Biden was bluffing, if he was lying. And there's a chance he could have been lying, right? Maybe Hunter Biden was lying and his dad really wasn't next to him. That's, there's a chance that could have happened. You know how we could have figured it out? By looking at GPS. We could have figured it out by looking at GPS coordinates to see if they were sitting next to each other. And guess what happened? The DOJ and the FBI said, nope, you cannot look at that data. You look at the shakedowns by the Biden crime family and you look at what Menendez was doing. They're one in the same. They're one in the same. And so this is why people like I Navarro have got to go out on stage on The View and, and take a stupid pill to try to cover for, the, for, for their incompetency. And I guess she thought, well, as a Latina, right, the liberal woman who's acting like a Republican, I hate frauds, by the way, just like I, I'm a conservative, I'm a hardcore conservative, God bless America, America first policy, I don't believe we can export democracy, I want to stay out of foreign wars, I want to stop spending so much damn money, I want to stop ruining this country for our kids. Like, I don't lie about that. Ana Navarro sits there and lies every day just to get a paycheck as a Latina woman. Keep listening. Also, Bob, no, Bob Menendez. I know Bob Menendez is not going to resign. He beat this mm. once. He's, you know, he's thinking I'm, uh, you know, I can fight this. I'm going to fight this. He's not. I don't think he's going to resign. I think he's going to uh, go to trial on this. This looks ugly. This looks bad. This is hard to explain. I can't come up with uh, with an explanation. But she didn't say he should resign. Did you notice that? I know Bob Menendez. He's not going to resign. I'm shaken by this. I'm hoping against hope that there's some sort of logical explanation, she says. But you notice what a scumbag Ana Navarro is in this scenario. She's not going to tell you that she believes in doing the right thing. In fact, she's going to do the opposite of telling you to do the right thing. What she's telling you to do is to understand that, well, Bob Menendez is a fighter and he's going to fight. So we're going to justify him staying in office and fighting and we're going to justify him and beating this. Right. Like now he's like, a, what is he, a cancer survivor? That's how they're treating them. It's like he's got a terminal illness now and the illness is corruption and fraud and selling out of the American government. But you shouldn't expect him to resign Because he's a fighter. And by golly, when you get cancer, you fight. You don't just lay down and give up. Bob Menendez is not going to resign. And I'm not going to call for him to resign because I'm a scumbag just like he is. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. I want to get your phone calls in here as well. 
We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. He'll be back with you tomorrow as he is celebrating Yom Kippur tonight. Uh, today, I should say, and it's really good to be with you. If you just joined us, we're talking right now about Senator Bob Menendez uh, and how Democrats are like, what do we do now? We know that this guy's a scumbag. We know that he shouldn't be in Congress. We know he's corrupt as hell. We've known it for decades. But how do we protect him while also saying he should resign while also protecting Joe Biden? Little sidebar here, something you may not know. The media will not cover this, by the way. There's a really big story that is connecting Bob Menendez to Hunter Biden and to the president of the United States of America, and it deals with corruption. Senator Bob Menendez's aide asked Hunter Biden and his partner to invite Joe Biden to an event in 2010. Menendez's chief of staff in 2010 asked Hunter Biden and his business partner, you may remember this name, another corrupt dude, Eric Schwerin, to invite the then Vice President Joe Biden to an annual economic summit. Now, why was he going through the back channels? Because he'd already gone through the official channels at the White House and they said no. The emails depict just how close Hunter Biden and his associates were to Joe Biden. This is after they'd already gotten an official no from the White House, who claim, of course, that they never spoke about business dealings ever. Eric Swearin emailed Hunter Biden on April the 7th. Now, remember, Hunter Biden never talks business with daddy. That was their story. But on April the 7th, 2010, Swearin emails Hunter Biden about a call he received from Menendez's chief of staff. Danny O'Brien, regarding an event Menendez wanted Joe Biden to attend. According to this email, unearthed by the non-for-profit Marco Polo, the email came days after O'Brien was officially turned down by Joe Biden's official office. On May the 4th, Joe Biden's scheduling department emailed Menendez and O'Brien declining the offer to attend the Spain's council's annual forum now this is where the corruption gets interesting they get the email back and it's very clear it says senator menendez mr o'brien thank you for inviting the vice president to the keynote unfortunately due to his schedule and the volume of requests that come in the majority of them we must decline sincerely we regret it the vice president is unable to come thanks for your interest including the vice president yada 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 
And then it's signed as sincerely the Office of the Vice President, Office of Scheduling. Well, they said, all right, we know how to get around that. Screw it, right? We'll just go through the back channels to daddy, right? We'll get to the big guy through the little guy through the bag man. So Brian emailed Eric Swearin, right? This is Hunter Biden's business partner, shady business partner on May the 6th. After O'Brien emailed a revised request to the White House for Joe Biden's attendance. Like, hey, no, 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 you don't understand. We need him there. Now, what were they offering in return, right? Because they're saying, look, we need the vice president there. How do you entice Eric Swearin and how do you entice Hunter Biden? What would you do? Well, they made it pretty clear in their back and forth emails. They said, hey, Senator Menendez, the U.S. chair of this above group, Hunter, Spanish members include CEOs of major banks, and then they list some of the banks. Also, Ambassador Salmont is a big supporter, they say. They keep going on and on about how great things are. And they say, hey, we got this annual meeting in December, or excuse me, in July in D.C. The Spanish foreign minister will also be in attendance. Then they say, look, Danny really wants to explore with you the possibility of getting your dad, the VP, to host an event. Maybe even an appearance at a reception at a hotel. Now, this is after the, the official White House, the vice president's office has declined. I'll get you more information, the email reads, and we can discuss with Danny next week. I think Solomon mentioned your, here's the payoff, your interest in Spain. And that is why Danny is calling us. Well, I want to know, okay, hold on a second. What, what is your interest, right? The ambassador is is going to be there. You guys are interested in Spain. You want to do some business. Here's some major bankers, some CEOs. They're going to be there, Hunter. Get your dad to our damn meeting. I, I Again, I'm going to quote the email. I think Solomon mentioned your interest in Spain. And that's why Danny is calling us. Sounds interesting. Let's discuss, his business partner says. Probably don't want to mention... The transatlantic, in case we can't deliver, though, I guess. This is a straight-up business deal, folks. That's what they're trying to do. They're saying, hey, you want to get into Spain? We'll get you into Spain. You want to do business? We got the CEOs of these banks right here. You want to get some banking done in Spain? We got you. Whatever it is you need, I just need you to deliver your father the big guy. Now you understand why Democrats are freaking out. Ben Ferguson filling in for the big guy, the good big guy, Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or a 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals. 
conservative, and proud of it. Call The Mark Levin Show at 877-381-3811. Welcome back. It is Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, tonight. So good to have you with us. He'll be back with you tomorrow as he is celebrating Yom Kippur. And I want to get straight back to the point I was making before the break. Bob Menendez is a big problem for the Democratic Party because Bob Menendez puts Democrats in a situation where they're like, holy crap, what do we do now? How do we deal with a guy that we know is corrupt without going overboard and then making ourselves look like hypocrites with the Biden crime family? Which brings me, by the way, to impeachment. Biden family bank records are going to be at the center of this impeachment, the same way that gold bars and cash are going to be at the center of the trial with Bob Menendez. And James Comer has come out and said it over the weekend very clearly that as the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, there are clear links between corruption and allegations leveled at members of President Joe Biden's family and Biden himself. He had this to say to Trey Gowdy. Listen. Some unredacted emails from National Archives, if memory serves. Did you get them? And are you satisfied with what you got? Well, there are 5,200 emails that Joe Biden used a pseudonym uh, in communication of some form or fashion with, with the government. We've identified this. Now we want these emails and we want the unredacted versions. The National Archives sent 14 of those 5,200 emails yesterday. And I'm sure you're going to be surprised to hear this, Trey. Those 14 really didn't say anything. But yet the media, as soon as we got the emails, the 14 out of 5,200, they said, oh, this is a big nothing burger. So this was another example of the Biden White House coordinating with their friends in the media to paint a false narrative. So, no, we are not satisfied with 14 out of 5,200 emails. Uh, We expect all 5,200 emails. And that's another reason why we've had to go the impeachment inquiry route to try to speed the process up from where these government agencies are stonewalling and obstructing our investigation. Chairman, you're going to need to give me just a second to restart my heart. I I was shocked to hear that the D.C. media was not interested in a Republican investigation. That's the first time I've ever heard that. All right. Bank records, corporate documents, tax returns. What other evidence do you need that you don't currently have? Listen carefully, by the way, to James Comer's response here, because you're going to understand just how corrupt the Democratic Party is. The same Democratic Party that will throw Bob Menendez under the bus for, I would argue, one hundredth of what the Biden crime family has done. Listen to what he says. Well, we've subpoenaed bank records from the shell companies. Remember, the problem that the Biden family has and the president has is his family's received over 20 million dollars from foreign nationals. Okay, the Biden family in the White House cannot say one thing this family did to receive the $20 million. That is a big red flag with with every American. The polls show that. Well, next, uh, we want to see the personal bank records because the way the Bidens operated, Trey, is they 
with Joe Biden set up these meetings, they set up phone calls with these foreign nationals who were all bad people needing some type of assistance from the United States government. They were all in trouble. They were being investigated for corruption. They were trying to get sweetheart deals. So once the, the, the meetings took place, Joe Biden communicated with all of these people. Then wire started transferring from those countries to the shell companies, the Bidens. Then, according to the banks, the Bidens would then launder the money to uh, from the shell companies to nine different Biden family members in incremental payments. We want to know what happened with the money once they received uh, once they were received by the Bidens in their personal account. So we've been doing what we said we were going to do all along. We're following the money. We followed the money from countries like Romania and China to the Biden shell companies to the Bidens individually. Now we're looking at the Bidens individual personal bank records and we want to see where they spent that money. And if you look at the laptop tray, there are many instances where uh, people like Eric Sherwin communicated with Hunter Biden saying this bill is due for your dads. Who's going to pay for it? So we want to see if, in fact, Hunter Biden was paying for things of value for Joe Biden. Uh, Let's just pause there for a second and compare that to what Bob Menendez is being accused of. There isn't even they're not even close. It's like Menendez is like, okay, jaywalking. And, and, and this guy's like grand larceny over here, the Biden family. Like we're talking about money laundering. We're talking about uh, uh, selling foreign access to God knows what from the Biden crime family. Now, granted, Menendez was basically saying, hey, I'm going to give you intel, right? He's going to get gold bars for intel. Joe Biden was selling policy decisions. Joe Biden was getting people fired who were investigating corrupt people in Ukraine. Joe Biden was literally selling decisions. Menendez was just giving info. I'm not saying that that Menendez isn't a terrible human being and doesn't deserve to go to jail for this. I understand. But how is it that Democrats can come out like Anna Navarro and they're like, well, I'm shaken. I'm hoping against hope that there's some sort of logical explanation here. And she's not the only idiot out there saying this crap. There's a lot of others that are out there saying the same thing. They're like, well, I just don't know what to do with Menendez here. This is just, you know, this is this is something that that is just so hard for me. I'm just not sure. You know, I, I'm not I'm not sure what we're going to do here. Right. I, I, I'm just I'm really torn on what's going to happen. This is going to be so tough. <laughs> neither of these cases, to be clear, OK, neither of these cases. Anyone should be confused by them. When the U.S. attorney came out and indicted the Foreign Relations Committee chairman Bob Menendez for bribery scheme involving Egyptian government, no one should feel sorry for him and no one should be surprised by what he said. Okay, that no one should be surprised. When, when, when Damian Williams came out there and said what he said, I promise you, I and the rest of Washington, D.C., We're not surprised by this. There wasn't a single person in the Democratic Party that was surprised by this. They all knew it because they all knew he was a scumbag. And they all knew that this is what he did. They all understood that this is what he did. They all they they all understood it. 
And they're like, well, we just, you know, well, he, you know, he deserves to stay in that office there. Right. Menendez just, you know, we can't we can't throw throw stones at him. You know, he's got a right to he's innocent until proven guilty. <laughs> wish they used that logic against, against Donald J. Trump, don't you? Don't you wish they had that same logical connection? One other side note here that I just want to bring up so that you know how corrupt all of these people are. Bob Menendez hired Hunter Biden's lawyer for his bribery case. Menendez hired Hunter Biden's lawyer, Abe Lowell, to defend himself against federal bribery charges. So not only are they trading emails about access in 2010, but when they get in trouble, they're like, yeah, hey, uh, who are you using for your thing? Oh, great. I'm going to hire him, too. Lowell, who represents high profile individuals engulfed in political scandals, is now representing Menendez. And he also represented in the prior corruption case in 2015, which ended in a mistrial. His former clients include John Edwards, lobbyist Jack Abernoff, Bill Clinton, and Hunter Biden. Sounds like a pretty cool group of kids to hang out with, right? And Democrats, over and over again, they say the same thing. Well, you know, we've got a problem here with Menendez. Listen to this from CNN. Another congressman coming out and saying, well, we got to talk about, you know, the, the real problems here with Menendez. Here with me now to weigh in on that, as well as the looming government shutdown, is Congressman Dean Phillips of Minnesota. He's a member of the Bipartisan Problem Solvers Caucus in the House. Thank you, Congressman, for joining me uh, today. Just first on the Menendez news, there's obviously very serious allegations against a Democratic senator. Do you believe that he should resign from the Senate? Well, first of all, everybody's innocent until proven guilty, thank goodness, still in our country. But I'm appalled. Uh, anybody who pays attention, I don't care your politics, Democrat or Republican, you should be appalled. Uh, a member of Congress who appears to have broken the law uh, is someone who I believe should resign. I think George Santos should have resigned already. Uh, sadly, our House ethics uh, process, and I would argue the Senate as well, is not as proficient as it needs to be. So we have to rely on the judicial system. But I'm really disappointed. And, uh, and I have to say, in comparison to the president of the United States, uh, of which there is no evidence whatsoever he's broken the law and yet is being subject to an impeachment inquiry, there is evidence here. And yes, I'm a Democrat. I love this. Like, OK, so so all the special activity reports are not evidence, right? They, they, they're going out of their way here to cover themselves. He's saying, oh, Menendez. Yeah, he's probably guilty, but he's still innocent of proven guilty. And, and, and what Menendez is dealing with is completely different than what Joe Biden's dealing with. You have shakedowns happening before your very eyes. You have emails. They're saying, give me my damn money. You have text messages saying you got till the end of the night to give me to tell me to resolve this or I'm going to come after you. And my dad's sitting next to me. And guess what happened within the next week? They got five million dollars. Menendez is facing and his wife faced three counts. Conspiracy to commit bribery, conspiracy to commit extortion under color of official right and conspiracy to commit honest services fraud. That is nothing compared to what the Biden crime family has done. You only got two Menendez's that took the gold bars and the cash, apparently. You got nine Bidens. But this idiot congressman, Representative Dean Phillips, Democrat of the Problem Solvers Caucus, to be clear, Menendez is bad. Joe Biden's good. We want to make sure there's no connection between the two. 1-877-381-3811. Your reaction to this? This is a nightmare for the Democrats. 877-381-3811. 
Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. You can keep up with me. Send me your comments on Twitter, Ben Ferguson Show, Instagram, Ben Ferguson Podcast. They have me blocked there. It's hard to find me, so you got to put it in that way, and I'll get your comments as well. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals all right, welcome back. It is uh, the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one who's celebrating Akapur. He'll be back with you tomorrow. I do want to get in your phone calls, your reaction uh, to Bob Menendez's indictment. He came out today making it very clear at a press conference uh, that he is not going to waver. He, he says that he is an innocent man. And, and look, I don't blame him for this. I, I'm a realist here, right? If you're Menendez, this is your last hurrah. I'd, if I was him, right, I, I, I would stay in there. Why, why would you not stay in there? What the hell else are you going to do? Wait for trial? Might as well try to make some little extra cash while you're there. You're going to need it. And Menendez also, I'm sure the arrogance factor here is massive for him. Because he's thinking to the, and he's saying it to the world, I already beat this once before. I'm a Democrat in New Jersey. There's a very good chance I can beat this again with a hung trial. I'm Menendez, for goodness sakes. Listen to what he had to say in Union City, New Jersey. Good morning. Thank you to all of you who are here today, especially the New Jerseyans who have joined me as I address the events of the last few days. On Friday, the Southern District of New York brought charges against me. I understand how deeply concerning this can be. However, the allegations leveled against me are just that, allegations. For anyone who has known me throughout my 50 years of public service, they know I have always fought for what is right. My advocacy has always been grounded in what I learned from growing up as a son of Cuban refugees, especially my mom, my hero, Evangelina Menendez. Everything I've accomplished, I've worked for, despite the naysayers and everyone who has underestimated me. I recognize uh, this will be the biggest fight uh, yet, but as I have stated throughout this whole process, I firmly believe that when all the facts are presented, not only will I be exonerated, but I still will be the New Jersey's senior senator. For now, I want to address four things. First, a cornerstone of the foundation of American democracy and our justice system is the principle that all people are presumed innocent until proven guilty. All people. I I, I do have to ask about Menendez here, like when he's talking this way, like, 
It's like he's like, yep, done this before. Worked out last time. Why would I be worried this time? Right? I, I'm innocent until proven guilty. Maybe you should tell your friends that about our president, Donald Trump, right? Maybe you should tell the media to, to have that same mentality that you have, that you are innocent until proven guilty. Wouldn't that be nice? one 381 Let me get to your phone calls. Jerry, line three. You are on the Mark of Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. Hello. You're doing a great job for pulling in for Mark. Yeah, I mean, Thank you, uh, sir. I appreciate he's, that. He's the great one, but uh, I'm telling you, you're, uh, you're, you're, you're keeping up with him pretty good. Um, I have family that was complete diehard Democrat union get people. They were, you know, the proverbial blue dog Democrats. They'd vote for a blue dog if he was running as a Democrat. But, you know, the, uh, the real mentality here about, like the lady on The View, is that it's, it's like the Yankees fans versus the Red Sox fans. You've you got to pick your team and you got to stick with your team. So as long as they're wearing a blue hat, by God, they may be a crook, but by God, they're their crook. And that's okay for them, for Democrats. Now, Republicans, they throw their people under the bus if they say the wrong thing. A little more than do anything as outrageous as, you know, what Biden and, and Menendez has done. But um, it's, uh, it, it's, just, it's just the point that um, Republicans, conservatives, they have principles that they try to stand up with. But Democrats today, the diehard Democrats, it's all about power. They don't care. It's all about power. So there is no right and wrong in their aspect. It's just winning and losing. Yeah. Well, Fetterman is a great example of that. I go back to how tribal we are. Democrats don't care if there's a dead body as long as they have power. They don't care if there's kids being sexually assaulted on an island connected to Epstein as long as they have power. They don't care if a former president has been to that island with underage girls as long as they have power. They don't care if you sold secrets to our adversaries as long as they have power. And, and, and Fetterman, you know, I, I, it is handicap abuse what they're doing to this man. They're making, I mean, you can now look like you're from the Adams family on the floor of the Senate. They'll change the rules as long as they have power. It's all about the power. one 381 3811, Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Keep up with me on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Parlor, all the getter, all those places. Ben Ferguson Podcast. And download my podcast. You can keep up with me every day. The Ben Ferguson Podcast. It's free. We'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. 
Welcome, it is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, who's celebrating Yom Kippur tonight. He'll be back with you tomorrow. And if you just joined us, I want to ask you a question about the new poll numbers that are out. New polling is out showing that Donald J. Trump has a 9 or 10 point lead in a head-to-head matchup. Okay, a 9 to 10 point lead over Joe Biden. Democrats are having to figure out how to deal with that. That is something they did not think was ever going to happen, that you would have this type of lead with this new polling data. This new polling data that is out is shocking, and Democrats are, I think, really concerned now that Joe Biden is more vulnerable than he's ever been. Now, I had an argument yesterday on this topic and it was a it was a a a pretty heated conversation with a couple different liberals and i they will remain nameless because i'm not going to do that to them and i i said look you guys are screwed because of the economy they said it's not the economy and i'm like no no it kind of is it's the economy they're like no it's not it's not the economy Donald Trump was asked about this ABC New Washington Post poll, says leading by a lot against definitely, as he described, the worst president in our country's history. Listen to him in Charleston, South Carolina. A new ABC Washington Post national poll finds that in a hypothetical rematch between Trump and President Biden, Trump wins by 10 points. We're leading by uh, a lot, according to the Washington Post, ABC, against uh, probably the worst president, definitely the worst president, I'd say, in the history of our country. Now, 10-point lead is big, all right? Um, Even Senator Chris Coons, liberal Democrat, had this to say about the poll numbers. Right now, the polls head-to-head are more concerning than I would expect, but I would so much rather be in this position of having an incredible record for our president to run on. What's his record, folks? What, what I mean, what, what is the record? I want to know. MSNBC, they came out with their poll and they're like, God, oh, it's not that bad. It's actually tied 46-46. This other poll is wrong, right? That's, that's what they've said. They're now coming out and they are just like, this is just flat out wrong. ABC News, Rick Klein, he described this new poll number as, quote, alarming and staggering for the sitting president of the United States of America. Listen. Most of these numbers paint a bleak picture for President Biden's reelection chances, Rick. Yeah, and Martha, maybe the most startling number in our poll is this, the, the hypothetical matchup, a rematch of Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. Our poll with the, with the Washington Post pegging this at 51 percent uh, for, for Donald Trump over Joe Biden. That is a nine point edge. Now, that's only a couple of points difference from our last poll in May, but it is significantly different than most recent polls. It is an outlier compared to other polls we've seen recently. Our partners at 538 put together an analysis for us. They find an average of recent polls having this more in the one or two point range with Joe Biden typically having the edge. But whether you believe that or not, uh, look, there's a good chance that there's people just trying to send a message in the polling right now. Given the other frustration we've seen, we know in this poll there's some uh, some quirks, some oddities around the number of black voters and Hispanic voters, the, the younger voters who seem to be supporting Donald Trump. And get this, because it's pretty hard to believe. But we ask people whether Donald Trump should be constitutionally uh, disqualified for running for office. And among people who said yes, one in five, about 18 percent, say they'd vote for Trump 
anyway. So that might just be a, a sending a message that's more anti-Biden than it is pro-Trump. But regardless, the, the weaknesses that we are seeing uh, for Joe Biden and his approval rating across the board are very real. They are alarming to Democrats, even if no one thinks this is ultimately going to be a nine-point race. Nine-point race. Alarming and staggering. Now, my debate with liberals over this was, what is the driving factor here? And let me explain to you why I believe Joe Biden's in such trouble right now. I wish it was the economy, all right? And I do think part of it is the economy stupid. But there are a lot of liberals out there in bad economies that don't feel the pain that hardworking Americans feel because their lives are subsidized by the government. And there's also something weird that happens when you're subsidized by the government. When things are bad, you actually start to get more money. Look at Social Security payments, right, for cost of inflation. They'll give these bumps. It's like, oh, wow, I'm getting more cash. And you'll get more food stamps. You're like, oh, look, they're giving me more money. And once they give it to you, they're not going to take it back. I don't believe this is all about the economy. I think the reason why you see a nine-point difference, and, and that's outside the, the what I would refer to uh, the, the margin uh, of, of corruption, right? Nine points is enough to deal with a lot of Democrats trying to manipulate and alter the election and steal elections. I want to be clear. Like, I feel good about nine points, all right? Three points, four points, I don't feel good about it. I think you got to have more than that when you go into that final day because there's going to be Democrats that are going to try to screw you, lie, cheat, and steal to do whatever they have to to win this election. So let me make that clear, all right? Now, second point here I want to make. I actually think the reason why this poll number jumps so big in such a in such a massive way, it actually, in my opinion, comes down to the border. I think the border crisis and the way that we're talking now about the border crisis is what this is really all about. The border is changing people's minds. And the White House and this border and the way that they're having to talk about it and, and try to defend the indefensible is a problem. You know, you look at it, 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 it for example, Hochul or whatever, however the hell you say her name, the New York, the New York governor, right? This is a woman that said, send me everybody you want. Just what? what Hochul. There we go. Hochul, whatever the hell her name is. Hochul is a chick that was just a couple years ago saying, send me everybody, right? Bring them all to me. I love when you send me all of these illegal immigrants. We will house them and we will take care of them. What is she saying now on CNN? Saying, if you want to leave your country, that's fine, but don't come to my city. Don't come to my state. Get the hell out of here. It certainly will because about 41% of the people in our shelters today are from Venezuela. They're literally from around the world. West Africa, South and Central America, they're coming from all over. But we have to let the word out that when you come to New York, we're not going to have more hotel rooms. We don't have capacity. So we have to also message properly that we're at our limit. If you're going to leave your country, go somewhere else. But the smarter thing is to apply for asylum before you leave your country. And then you'll have a different experience when you arrive. I love this, right? Like we're at our limit. New York's at their limit. They're at their capacity. What? Because they got 100,000 people there that they didn't want. We're at our limit. Don't come here. You leave your country. Don't come to New York. And, and this is as we're watching on TV. And this is why these poll numbers are changing. Large groups that are coming across the southern border. Eagle Pass 
is dealing in a day what New York is dealing with in, in, in a month or two months or three months per day of illegal immigrants coming across the southern border. Listen to, to, to Bill Malugin reporting on the largest mass illegal crossing that we have ever caught on video, we've ever seen happening this last week. I can tell you that early this morning in Eagle Pass, we witnessed one of the largest mass illegal crossings we have ever seen in the last two and a half years of covering our southern border. We'll get right to this video. Take a look at this stunning footage. Border Patrol sources telling us just after midnight, about 2,500 migrants crossed illegally into Eagle Pass. You can see this lengthy line of them stretching from shore to shore in the river. This video perspective coming from the Mexican side of the river and Piedras Negras, one of our contacts over there, shooting this video as they essentially bum-rushed Eagle Pass last night. Bum-rushed. That's what's changing people's minds here. I wish it was the economy, but it wasn't. The economy's been bad and inflation has been bad. uh, And and, and White House won't answer basic questions on the border either. They won't answer the questions. Listen to this question from Peter Ducey at the White House press briefing. So what do you call it here at the White House when 10,000 people illegally cross the border in a single day? So what do you call it? Peter, when GOP puts forth a, a, a wait, no, 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 you can't. I'm answering. Okay, we're gonna move. On. No, 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 we're moving on. Green, moving. In the back. Now, you said you were stopping the flow of the border. No, no. I tried to answer, Peter. I tried to answer the question. You stopped me. Let's go. I tried to answer the question. You stopped me. What I mean, the fact that she gets paid a government salary. So let's try the question again, right? Day two. Let's see if they'll answer it this time. What do you call it when 10,000 people illegally cross the border in a single day? So here's what I will say. Um, and you've heard, to say, you heard me say this a couple times, and I'll say it again because it is the facts. On day one, the first day of this president's administration, he put forth a comprehensive immigration reform that we believe we believe that was desperately needed for this country, right? As we know, and you've heard us say this many times before, we are dealing with a broken system. And no action was taken from Congress. And so what the president was able to do, he imposed consequences uh, for those who do not have the legal uh, basis to remain. And he has removed more than 250,000 individuals. This administration has done so uh, since May 12th. And so we've taken action the president has secured. He also secured record funding. And that, let's not forget this record funding that the president fought for over the last year or so uh, was, was opposed by the House Republicans. This is something that they opposed and didn't want to see. And so what it allowed us to do is actually hire uh, about uh, 25,000 more, uh, bring on uh, CBP agents, and really do something that was historic that we hadn't seen. And so. A broken system. It's been broken for the past couple of decades. The last administration certainly gutted the immigration system for four years. That's what they did. And you had Speaker McCarthy and the Republicans in Congress who continuously, continuously take step to undermine what is currently happening, trying to undermine getting border security. We saw that. We saw that this week with the with the CR, where they put forth another uh, another uh, piece of legislation to cut, to cut to propose continuing to uh, 
cut uh, uh, cut some important uh, resources that's needed, whether it's CBP, 800 fewer CBP is what they wanted to to do. 50,000 pounds of cocaine. That's what it would. That's what it would hurt, right? In in um, in trying to prevent that from coming in, right? When you think about more than 300 pounds of fentanyl, when you think about more than 700 pounds of heroin, more than 6,000 pounds of methamphetamine to enter the country. That's what they were trying to prevent uh, from the work that we're trying to do, prevent from coming into the country. Let me just stop there. Does anybody believe this crap? Because I don't. Like, the the border is total anarchy. It's a wide-open border. And I truly believe that this is why Joe Biden right now is in a deficit, the way that he is in a deficit. I, I, I truly believe that 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 Donald J. Trump is in the driver's seat right now in this new poll because of the border issue. It was the border issue, by the way, building the wall that, that catapulted him to the presidency. Without him saying, I'm going to build the wall, I don't believe he would have become president. That's when people are like, oh, okay, now that's something I can get behind. Right? That was a moment that clicked with the American voter where it's like, oh, all right, now you're talking about law and order. You're talking about actually making sure that we are protecting and defending this country. And this type of anarchy and this type of lawlessness that is happening right now in this country, I believe that's what's driving these polls. I, again, I wish it was the economy, and the economy is part of it, yes. But nothing compared to people in New York and other places that are having to deal with this type of total anarchy at our southern border. Now, my question for you is this. What is the number one issue in this election for you and why? I really want to know. 877-381-3811. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Now, you know what company is looking out for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Now, pound 250 and say Mark Levin to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Mark Levin, and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one who's celebrating Akapur tonight. He'll be back with you tomorrow. I want to get into your phone calls, your reaction uh, to what we now know about these poll numbers. We know that there's been a a quick shift and a, a significant shift. Uh, nine point, ten point lead is what we're looking at right now in a head to head matchup for Donald Trump. Uh, that is outside the election interference margin, as I would describe it. These are great numbers. 
I believe it's the border issue that has actually changed these numbers more than anything. And people watching thousands of people come across the border uh, on live TV hour after hour. I think that is having more of an impact of like, what are we doing in this country? We're losing our country to and people understand no one else is doing this like this is absurd. No other country is allowing this to happen. This is absurd. No one says that you can do this. It's absurd. And another country wouldn't allow this to happen. That's sane. Even insane countries don't allow this to happen. But here we are allowing this country to be flooded with millions of illegal immigrants. And Mayor Adams, as he described it, and I think this is making people wake up because, look, there's a lot of Democrats. Okay, there's a lot of liberals who are out there and they look at Mayor Adams and they're like, whoa, that's a, that's a that's a woke New York mayor right there who is coming out saying, I don't know how to deal with this issue. I, I'm not sure what to do with this issue. Here is Mayor Adams warning the city of New York. We're we're doomed if we don't deal with the migrant crisis. We're getting no support on this national crisis and we're receiving no support. And let me tell you something, New Yorkers. Never in my life have I had a problem that I did not see an ending to. I don't see an ending to this. I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City. Destroy New York City. We're getting 10,000 migrants a month. One time we were just in Venezuela. By, by the way, I like this. I, I, I actually love this. We're getting 10,000 a month. That's what Eagle Pass is getting in like a 48-hour period. And Mayor Adams is saying he's going to ruin New York. I'm not saying he's wrong. But if you think 10,000 a month is bad, go down to Eagle Pass and look at 4,000 coming across the border in 10 hours. He says, by the way, at the beginning, and I agree with him, I'll quote Mayor Adams, this is a national crisis. He's right. It is a national crisis. one 381 3811 Your phone calls and reaction to this coming up. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Grab my podcast, the Ben Ferguson podcast during the break. More coming up. Now, you know what company is looking out for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Mark Levin, and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Yes, it's true that Mark Levin is the fastest growing radio show in America. The Mark Levin Show is on at 877-381-3811. 
All right, welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one who's celebrating Yom Kippur tonight, and he will be back with you tomorrow. In the meantime, what is the number one issue for you in this election? I didn't say anything about a candidate. What's the issue? Is it the economy or is it something different like border security? In a head-to-head matchup, now it looks like Donald Trump has a 9-10 to point lead, and that's pretty significant over Joe Biden. Why? I actually believe it's probably because of the border issue. Let's go to your phone calls. 1-800-474-9732-1-800-4... All right, no, wait, sorry, I got the wrong number. That's my show. 877. Producer's laughing at me in there. 877-381-3811. Let's get to your phone calls. Go to Anthony. Welcome. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. Hi. Um, my name's Anthony, and actually I'm from Memphis. So I my hometown, I love it, Anthony. Evening. Good to talk to you. Um, the comment that I had to make was um, Biden is indeed a crook. He should be removed from office. He should actually go to jail. He has hurt the economy. He's crushed the southern border. But um, on the other hand, from a uh, kind of election tactics I think that keeping Biden-Harris ticket on board is the best bet for the Republicans. If Biden and Harris go away, they may actually put someone else in who can now say, I'm going to fix the border. I'm going to do all these things to reverse some of the Biden policies just to get elected over Trump. And then they're a Democrat and they're going to lie and, you know, just continue. That's that's my comment. Yeah, there, there, it's interesting that you mentioned that because there's there's going to be a, a debate between Gavin Newsom, I think it was, and DeSantis. I saw today that was that's going to happen on TV, and I I don't like that because I don't want to see what you just described. Like I I don't want to deal with it, um, and I don't want to have this idea. Look, I uh, Democrats believe that Donald Trump's the easy, easiest person to beat in a general election. All right, they've gone all in on that idea that Donald Trump is the easiest candidate to beat. And so they want him to to be indicted and they want him to be tied up in court. And they think that he's going to, you know, say things that will turn voters off to him. I've said this to many people around the Trump campaign. If Donald Trump can just stay focused and just talk about the issues, I believe he can win this thing. But if he takes every baited question from reporters where they try to get him to, to relitigate the past or the last election, right? Was election a rig, fraud? You go backwards and you relitigate that. He'll lose. And they're going to try to do that. Donald Trump has to stay disciplined. And if Donald Trump can just go back to the basics of talking about the here and now and not take the bait and let the past be the past and talk about the future and, and talk about what he did so well in the past, that's fine. You talk about compare and contrast what your life looks like now compared to what it looked like back then. What your 401k is now compared to what it was back then. What the gallon, uh, price of a gallon of gas or milk or bread or eggs or eating out look like. Talk about how, how, how you could get a home at 3% interest rate compared to 21-year high interest rates right now on top of inflation. Right? It's all compare and contrast. But if he can stay disciplined and just not go down that road of 
relitigating the last election. That's what Democrats are betting on. They're betting on he'll turn people off saying, I am the president, I was the president, I was, this election was stolen from me. And, and I, I'm not arguing whether he's right or wrong. I'm saying it turns off voters. If he can just talk about now, the here and now, it's going to be game on. And that goes back to the border. If he can talk about the border and how secure the border was when he was the president and how we dropped these numbers of illegal crossings to, to these all-time lows and talk about you know finishing the wall and building the wall and everything else, you go back to that and you talk about those issues. I believe Donald Trump can win re-election. Now, Democrats are hoping that he will not stay disciplined and he'll screw it up. At the same time, I agree with you, Anthony. I want to make sure that we can have the we have a candidate that's the easiest to beat. I believe that's Joe Biden. I can't imagine Joe Biden getting through a debate with Donald Trump right now. I, I just can't. I cannot imagine it. I cannot imagine Joe Biden. Uh, going out there and, and convincing people that he is competent enough. I'm talking about mental capacity. I'm not talking about like intellectual. I'm talking about just straight up mental capacity to run this country. I think he's going to get himself in serious, 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 serious trouble. I also believe that Kamala Harris is the perfect vice president and the vice presidential candidate for us to beat, because all we're going to have to do is say, look at her. Do you want her to be running the country? Look at him. And there's a very good chance she will be president within the next four years. Do you want Kamala Harris? Because the only person that has worse approval ratings than Joe Biden right now is Kamala Harris. More people hate Kamala Harris than hate Joe Biden in the Democratic Party. They can't stand her. She's not likable. There's also a lot of people that just believe she's completely incompetent. And, and I agree with that statement. But what you have now is you have this game of chicken. It's like, all right, we want the person we believe is easiest to beat. And the Democrats believe that's Donald Trump because they believe he cannot stay disciplined as a politician. And he'll screw it up by relitigating the past. And that'll turn off voters and the same people that voted for him the first time that didn't vote for him the second time because they were annoyed by his tweets and things will do it again. That's their goal. We should be rooting for Joe Biden right now like never before to be the nominee and to not all of a sudden say okay I'm not going to run and then bam a Gavin Newsom or Michelle Obama comes in I, I believe there's a very good chance that it could be Michelle Obama I believe there's a very good chance that, that, that there's a lot of Democrats quietly behind the scenes that want it to be Michelle Obama and that's a problem it's a huge problem Michelle Obama is a candidate or would be a candidate that would have the best campaigner besides Bill Clinton on her side every day, and that's Barack Obama. And there's a lot of people that like them. And there's a lot of people that like Obama and the Obama family, and they like the Obamas a hell of a lot more than they like the Bidens. And I do believe the Bidens right now are sitting there and they're having this really awkward moment. And that moment is, what what are we going to do? This guy's mumbling and bumbling his way through the United Nations putting sentences together that don't make any sense, words that don't that you couldn't even spell because you don't know what letters he's using. And they're trying to figure out, all right, now now what? And that's going to be the problem. Anthony, I appreciate your phone call. 1-877-381-3811. Let me go to Brian in Pennsylvania. Welcome. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. Hello. Hey, 
Hello, thank you. I enjoy it so when you host. <clears throat> I have three quick comments on your current topic. Of course, um, it's the border. This is why the President Trump's numbers are going up, because the good people of New York City, which I assume are mostly Democrats, and also Chicago. I heard a woman demand that they close the Chicago city borders to an official. These Democrats are seeing what we have been trying to tell them, the border cities of or the southern border have been trying to get the nation to see. They are now experiencing it themselves, and they're abandoning the Democratic talking points. The independents are being swayed to President Trump. And by the way, his demeanor has been very good lately. So I think he's on the right track. As far as Menendez, I don't get, I don't think there's any, you know, mystery that he is a crook, but I think that he will be exonerated like he was the first time he was charged. And suddenly we're supposed to think that the prosecutors in the Southern District of New York are after justice. It's laughable. The, the reason is to turn our attention away from President Biden and his son, Hunter Biden, and the crime family. And America needs to hear the message that a sea captain once gave to his wireless operators under this Biden administration. We are titanic sinking and people are waking up. And I think uh, President Trump will be seated back in the White House. And it's going to be because of the Democrats in these cities who are experiencing the horrific failure of this Biden administration. And now the officials are even touting uh, the Republican talking points. And I'm, I'm sad for the people of the inner cities, but I'm also thankful to them for waking up and helping America see that we're sinking. Yeah. Well, and, and look, you got to look at the president. I'll give you an example of today. President sitting there at the White House today, a reporter yells a question to him. It says, what's your message to the car companies before you go to Detroit? Biden very confused his response i'm going to tell you what it was so you can hear it okay because you're going to have to listen carefully so i want you to know what he says he responds this is not a joke stay under the speed limit listen carefully are you concerned about your polling sir stay under the speed limit What's your message to car companies before you go to Detroit to deal with UAW? Stay under the speed limit. That is what your president of the United States of America said with world leaders standing beside him. Stay under the speed limit. That's what we've got for you. And everybody around him is like, what the hell are you talking about? Stay under the speed limit? But this is the same guy that just... He sits there and he's like, he doesn't know what to do. He was sitting there with Anthony Blinken on stage. What was this uh, earlier today? And he said this about, uh, again, listen carefully to his words. Thank you very much. And I think I'm now turning this over to Cook Islands. I'm going to turn it to you. Thank you, sir. Mr. Prime Minister, the floor is yours. Thank you. I think I'm turning it over to Cook, Cook Islands here. I don't know. 
This is your president of the United States of America. I'm going to hand it over to the Cook Islands here. They're the Cook Islands. He doesn't know what he's doing. I'm not even making fun of him anymore. This is, this is the idiot in chief. This is Joe Biden, the idiot in chief, which is why ABC News came out and said that Americans are overwhelmingly saying they're not feeling good about the economy and the border. Americans overwhelmingly say they are not feeling good about the economy and that the president is to blame. Just 30 percent approve of his performance on the economy, a career low, largely dragged down by pocketbook issues for families like food prices that have risen 4.3 percent since last year. Our poll showing more than nine in 10 Americans rating them negatively. Voters across the country telling ABC News they are frustrated. Costs a lot more to buy a loaf of bread these days. We're all trying to survive. We can't even work two jobs at this point and try to make it. I don't think that anybody is really paying attention to the working man. I don't think anybody's really paying attention to the working man. You want to know how to lose a country? You keep doing what they're doing right now. 877-381-3811. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Now, you know what company is looking out for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Mark Levin, and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one tonight. I'll be back with you tomorrow. And there's one other story I just had to bring up real quick. We were talking about this during the break, and it does make me laugh. Um, there's a, like a huge scandal that involves Joe Biden being a racist. The media is not going to cover it. Uh, there were some in the uh, Congressional Black Caucus, and there were some minorities that were uh, like offended by what I'm about to play for you. But it was quietly just kind of tampered back like, oh, hold on. Hey, guys, hey, he's on our team. Calm down. It's Joe Biden. He's old. Yeah, he's old and racist. Joe Biden was in an event and he referred to LL Cool J as a boy. Now, if a Republican would have done this, if Donald Trump would have referred to an African-American famous individual as a boy, they would have gone wall to wall with the racism and the racist tendencies of Donald J. Trump. But Joe Biden does it. Nah, we won't touch it at all. Listen. Two of the great artists of our time representing the groundbreaking legacy of hip-hop in America, LLJ Cool J. Uh, Didn't even get his name right. By the way, that boy's got, that man's got biceps bigger than my thighs. I think he's been... 
and MC Light, both of you. Thank you. That boy, yeah, that boy there. I'm a, I'm a rich white country club man. That boy down there, you got some muscles on you. You boy, yeah, you're a nice boy down there. Now, there was, the, I think everybody noticed it. You could kind of hear it in the room, right? Nothing like getting a guy's name wrong and calling him boy afterwards. But don't worry, this won't be an issue. We'll just move on from it because it's Joe Biden and, and the big guy can get away with this kind of crap. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. And again, go to Ivan in Florida. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you. Hello. Hey, Ben. How you doing, man? Good, hey, sir. listen, Democrats, to me, are destroying the country on multiple fronts. It's not one or the other. But, you know, it's, it's the economy. It's the energy. It's illegal immigration. It's all of that. But the one thing I believe that will fire Republicans up is our kids. Six words, Ben. Leave our kids the hell alone. Yeah. Democrats stole the last election with, uh, you know, centered on abortion and women. They got, de- they got Democrats fired up about that. We need to get fired up about our kids. If we can't get fired up about our kids, we can't get fired up about anything. Youngkin, won a, he won a, uh, an election, in, in, uh, he gave us a template in Virginia, you know, about, about the kids, and we walked away from it. They forced our kids to get shots. You know, they, they teach, they're teaching them uh, CRT. They teach it racist uh, claptrap. They, they're teaching them they can change sexes with or without the uh, parents' consent. The failed schools, you know, the, the low graduation rates, the high dropout rates, it cuts across racial lines. It cuts across party lines. Leave our kids the hell alone. I, I wish that was a big enough issue. I don't think it is. Let me explain why. Republicans for far too long and conservatives have divided um, this country on that issue. Let me, and I'm not talking about traditional political division. I'm talking about lack of engagement because you, you get your kid in a failing school, right? You get your kid in a public school that's doing this to your kids. And what do people do immediately that are conservatives? They do whatever they have to take two jobs, three jobs to get their kid out of the failing school. And once they leave, they focus on their kid's new life at their new school. So, and this is a problem with conservatives. When we walk away, we don't go back and try to fix it. That's why they get away with this. Hold on for me. You bring up a great point. I want to continue to discuss it. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Don't forget, you can follow me on my podcast. Grab it during the break. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, 
deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hour three, Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, who's celebrating on Kapoor. He will be back with you manana if you just joined us tonight. We are talking about new poll numbers that are out, and one very interesting aspect of poll numbers right now deal with minority voters in America. Now, the last election, African Americans went for Joe Biden. Why? They love government aid and government handouts, and Joe Biden said, I'm going to give you more COVID cash, COVID money. It was pandering, pandering 101. This was because at that point, we'd shut down the entire economy because of COVID. What did it look like before that? We had a president by the name of Donald Trump who had the lowest unemployment rate in history that had been reached for minorities, for African-Americans, for Asian-Americans, for Hispanic-Americans. Life was looking really good for minorities in this country. He said, I don't want to give you handouts. I want to give you a hand up and I want you to have a career. I want you to be successful. I want you to own small businesses. I want to get the government out of your life. I want you to be able to succeed on your own. I want you to not be living in poverty. I want you to be um, a, a individual that is successful living the American dream. Now, that resonated with minority voters until COVID hit. And once COVID hit, then it became all about the, the free money, right? The free cash. And I and many others, the great one, uh, warned you that this was not free money and this money was going to cost you countless dollars down the road with inflation and interest rates and what we've seen now. I think there's a lot of Americans, if you said, hey, if you could go back to, you know, $1.89 gas and you could lower the price of food, would you give back that $600? Hell yeah. Wasn't worth it. But at the time, that's what Biden and his friends were doing. They were buying votes. Well, there's something interesting that's happening right now in the minority community. New poll numbers are out, and this is concerning Republicans, or I should say Democrats, in a big way. What's concerning them so much right now is this new NBC News poll that's out that says that Biden's approval rating among black voters is down significantly. Listen. This, as our new poll shows, the president's approval among black voters is down 17 points since the first year of his presidency. Mr. Biden is also down by double digits among Latinos, voters without a college degree and independents. And as we mentioned, 59 percent of Democratic primary voters tell us they want to see a challenger to President Biden. Fifty nine percent of Democratic voters say they want a challenger to Joe Biden. He's down 17 points with African-Americans. Now, this also is an issue of enthusiasm. And I want you to understand what enthusiasm means just so you, I can get through the political BS for you. Traditionally, when you, the party that is in power, there is less enthusiasm from that group of voters because you have the power and there's more enthusiasm for the underdog who's fighting to get you out of office. Okay. So you can go back in history of polling and you can see that. But right now there is a significant separation. Usually there's a slight separation, right? The party that's in power, there's more contentment. You think you're fine. You're not as worried. And the party that's lost power, there's more enthusiasm because you want to win back the white house or the house or the Senate. But the numbers are usually pretty close three to four percentage points. That's changing this time. 
Republican voters are significantly more enthusiastic about the 2024 election than Democrats. Not just a little bit, which would be normal, significantly more. Listen to this data from, again, NBC News with this new poll. There's also this. We found an enthusiasm gap between the two parties. We asked folks on a scale of one to ten, how enthusiastic are you about the presidential election? And you can see Republican to Democrat, there is a gap right there. Where's the lag for Democrats? We found a couple places. Non-white voters, you can see significantly less enthusiastic than white voters. And then how about this age gap? The youngest group of voters who Democrats have been trying to get excited and motivated, a 50-point, nearly 50-point gap there. So really an uphill battle to try to make sure voters don't stay home if you're Democrats. Yeah, and that's she's exactly right. We also have another part of this poll, and that is the disapproval rating of Joe Biden. This is concerning Democrats as well. Listen, there's just this is simple question of job approval. Barely 40 percent approve of Joe Biden's performance. And we have to note 56 percent. That's the highest disapproval rating for President Biden since he took office. That's significant. Yeah. So let's take a look at what's driving that okay. too here in one big area. No surprise. It is the economy. Look at this contrast. This is April of 21 months after Biden took office. Nearly half the country was satisfied with where the economy was then now barely one in four americans satisfied with the economy just 28 percent of americans say they are satisfied right now with the economy and where it is now let's go back to minority voters real quick okay the poll numbers say and this is a, among minorities right black voters it's down 17 points since the first year of his presidency that is significant Then there's other data that's come out. Jim Clyburn is the guest on Meet the Press, and he's asked about, hey, just 31 percent of Americans have a favorable view of Kamala Harris. That's even lower than Joe Biden. And what does he say? The reason is for that racism. I know that you are saying you don't look at the polls too much, but our poll does show her favorability is actually lower than President Biden and even than former President Trump. Why do you think she's not resonating more with voters? What do you think the issue is? Uh, because when you compare the first uh, woman of color and first woman uh, to be vice president of the United States and compare that to all of the history before, you will get that. I think that during this campaign, she will demonstrate as she did in that hall last night, that she knows exactly what she's doing. She has the capacity and the capability uh, to be president of the United States if called upon uh, to do so. I know that you're... I, I mean, I love this, right? It's because she's a woman, Jim Clyburn. You don't like Kamala Harris, you're a racist. It's because she's a woman of color and the first woman to be vice president. And so that's the reason why people don't like her, because she's black, you're a racist. So you better support her because she's black. I don't think that's going to bring people around. I may be wrong. But I don't think yelling that if you don't like Kamala Harris, you're a racist is going to bring a bunch of voters over. Go, Oh, yep, you're right. Jim Clyburn said it spot on. Right. Right. Spot on here. Yep. I'm sorry. You, I, you figured it out. I'm a racist. I hate black women. That's what he's saying. If you don't support Kamala Harris and that's part of if you remember what they did, the media did and what Democrats did. Never forget with Barack Obama. Right. Remember when he was running, it was like, well, if you don't support Barack Obama, that's your racist tendencies coming out. You couldn't disagree with him because of policies. You couldn't disagree with him because of what he stood for. No, no, no. If you disagreed with him, 
you disagreed with him because the color of his skin and you're a racist. And they shame people into voting for Barack Obama because people are like, well, I'm not a racist. I'll prove it here. I'll vote for that guy. There. See, I voted for that guy. Now you can't tell me I'm a racist. Jim Clyburn's like, hey, if you don't like Kamala Harris, then it's because she's a black woman. So you hate women and you're and you hate and, and, you're, and you're you're a racist. That's what you are. You are a racist. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. Let me go to Paul. Welcome. You are on the Mark Levin show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Hi. Ben, Paul, you how are, are you? Awesome, man. It's great to hear you and great to be on your show. I'm doing great. Doing great tonight. Hey, um, one, a couple of points, really, and you've touched upon a lot of this. The fact that uh, they want to um, impeach Joe Biden, I think that's a great idea because there's plenty of evidence for it. Clearly, there's plenty of evidence. Anybody says there's not. I don't know if they're blind or what's what their problem is, but they got to I think you got to keep them in office. I don't think they should get them out of office because if they got them out of office, look who the replacement is. The, the, the idiot that you were just talking about. She's an absolute moron. Yeah. I mean, I, to have her as president, I think between the two of them. Um, she well, and that's the than, reason why there's been real talk in Democratic circles about replacing her. And, and I mean, she's a, whether you like it or not, she is a huge drag on the ticket. She is. And she's terrible. I mean, she's as bad as making speeches as he is. You hear that speech which she made, you know, about time. Well, there's something about time. Well, we have time. And there's I mean, what in the world are you talking about? She's as bumbling as he is. Yeah, I, I don't I, I, hold on now. Come on. Let's be realistic here. She she's not the smartest chick you've ever seen in politics, but she's not as dumb as Joe Biden is right now. All right. Let's let's dial back the crazy. Joe Biden's on a different scale right now with with not being able to put together coherent sentences. But this idea, as Clyburn says, that, you know, hey, this is a guy that are, you know, 31 percent of Americans have a favorable view of Kamala Harris, even lower than Biden. It's because she's, quote, a woman of color and first woman to be vice president. So she'd be just fine as the president. Look, if you're at the White House tonight, you're concerned over this. Uh, and in a way that would make many of you very, very, I, I, I mean, you got to be sitting around going, we need a vice president that brings something to the table because there's no way that you can vote for Joe Biden in this election and not think, hey, there's a real chance that his running mate, okay, there's a real chance that his running mate is going to end up being the president of the United States of America. And I, I also say this. I know why Kamala Harris was picked. It's because she looked at Joe Biden on stage and called him a racist. This is the same guy, by the way, just called an African-American LL Cool J a boy this week. Right. So it's real. Like the racism is real. And they basically like, all right, crap, we got to We got to go with this. Right. Like this is what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to we're going to have to find a black woman, get Kamala Harris on here. So she'll shut up about the race baiting. All right, that's that's what we'll do. We'll get him to we'll, we'll get him to shut up on the race baiting, and that'll be it. Well, that'll 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 fix it, right? We'll just we'll shut up on the race bait issues, and that'll that'll fix all this, and we'll be fine. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to say it now. I'm going to say it again. Uh, this is a point that Kamala Harris dropped out. She was one of the first to drop out. Never, ever, ever, ever forget that. 
in that in that primary, the Democratic primary. And she race baited to get her job as the vice president. And now they're wanting to dump her because they're sick of her because she brings nothing to the table. I, I don't blame Joe Biden's team for wanting to dump her. She's a liability. She's not an asset. And it's pretty damn clear that she's a huge liability and not an asset to the team. Right. She is a liability. She I'll say it again. She is a liability, plain and simple. And 3811-877-381-3811. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Mark Levin, it's really nice to have you with us. He'll be back with you tomorrow. And if you just join us, what is the number one issue for you this election cycle? Is it the economy or is it border security? And if you don't vote for Joe Biden, is it because you're a evil person and you think he's just too old? And if you don't like Kamala Harris, is it because you're racist? That's now what Democrats are saying. (laughs) It really is amazing, isn't it? I mean, it is. To me, it is amazing how fast they will scream racism if you don't do what they tell you to do. And Kamala Harris, if you don't like her, uh, that's your fault. That's your fault because you're a racist. Kamala Harris's favorability is is, is a disaster. James Clyburn, now you're racist. I know that you are saying you don't look at the polls too much, but our poll does show her favorability is actually lower than President Biden and even than former President Trump. Why do you think she's not resonating more with voters? What do you think the issue is? Uh, Because when you compare the first uh, woman of color and first woman uh, to be vice president of the United States and compare that to all of the history before, you will get that. I think that during this campaign, she will demonstrate as she did in that hall last night that she knows exactly what she's doing she has the capacity and the capability uh, to be president of the united states if called upon uh, to do so so you're a racist if you don't vote for him or her you're a terrible person it's interesting isn't he calling african-americans i guess racist because Biden's approval rating among black voters is down 17 points since the first year of his presidency. Susan, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you tonight. Hi. Ben, you're doing a great job filling in for the great one. Thank you. And I'm going to definitely check out your podcast. Thank you. I appreciate Um, that. But my my biggest issue, and partly is, uh, I I grew up, uh, my grandparents fled... um, a communist country with their youngest child. And my mom was basically brought up like, you know, first generation and just loved this country, appreciated so much. And now when we see the stranglehold that the communists, especially the Chinese Communist Party, has made at so many levels in our country, that is my biggest thing. And Donald Trump handled them beautifully. He handled... 90% of things beautifully, and his results. Now, I'm from the business world. We go by results, and he had a, 
you know, he kept his friends close and his enemies closer and was able to um, put them, you know, at bay and better and to weaken them so that we can let the good Chinese people uh, become free and and not have American companies. Um, yeah, they're enslaved right now because labor. of companies that, I mean, look, Nike, for example, they don't exist with the profits they have been for slave labor over in China. And everybody knows it. But what do we do? We look the other way and we don't call them out on it. I mean, we're, we're you know, for all the the woke people in the Democratic Party, you guys sure do like your Nikes. They're Nikes. Are they really worth child labor? Yes. Are they really worth slave labor? But they will look the other way every single time. That's the Democratic Party. We like cheap stuff from China. We don't want it manufactured in America. We want to screw the American worker, but then we'll tell you we're in favor of union labor. Right? We'll tell you we're in favor of the unions and the union workload and the union labor. Right? We stand with you, UAW, and then we'll screw you as soon as we can. 877-381-3811. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now. 877-381-3811. Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. It's always an honor to be with you tonight. And uh, when Biden took office, inflation was 1.4%. Gas was 2.39 a gallon. Today, inflation is more than doubled at 3.7%, and gas is now at 3.84 a gallon. What is Biden saying about his time in office? Rewriting history? Listen. So I'm running again, and you may have noticed a lot of people are focused on my age. Well, I get it. Believe me. I know better than anyone. But there's something else I know. When I came to office, this nation was flat on its back. I knew what to do. I vaccinated the nation and rebuilt the economy. Yeah, I rebuilt that economy, and I was vaccinated everybody. Ah. Psycho. When you took office, inflation was 1.4. You've skyrocketed above that to 3.7. And you've skyrocketed gas prices to 3.84. And you want me to believe that you rebuilt it? Are you insane? Like, that's what you're doing. And you've destroyed our country at the border. Even Dick Durbin. Listen to Dick Durbin on CNN asked about the surge and the crisis at the border and the pressure it's now putting on Biden. Listen. Do you expect border crossings? to keep rising? Well, I can tell you it's a very serious challenge that we've never seen before, at least in this volume. Do you ex- I mean, really? That's it? Like, oh, I can tell you it's a very serious challenge that we've never seen before. It's rising. Okay, thank you. Thank you for that, Dick Durbin. So, I mean, thank, thank you so much for that. Way to, way to clarify all that for us. ABC News, I have to give them some credit, and I never give them credit unless they deserve it, and they deserve it on this one. They ran their report this weekend and told the truth for once about how bad the economy is. As Joe Biden's out there telling you, I rebuilt the American economy and I vaccinated everybody. Americans overwhelmingly say they are not feeling good about the economy. 
and that the president is to blame. Just 30% approve of his performance on the economy, a career low, largely dragged down by pocketbook issues for families, like food prices that have risen 4.3% since last year, our poll showing more than 9 in 10 Americans rating them negatively. Voters across the country telling ABC News they are frustrated. Costs a lot more to buy a loaf of bread these days. We're all trying to survive. We can't even work two jobs at this point and try to make it. I don't think that anybody is really paying attention to the working man. Uh, that's Joe Biden's economy. I, you know, I, I rebuilt it, by golly. I did. I, I rebuilt the whole damn thing. And I vaccinated all of you. Every single one of you I vaccinated. That's my legacy. I'm, I'm glad he's talking about it, by the way, because it, re, it will remind people this is not a guy you want to vote for. If this is what he's going to do. Right. If, if, if this if this is what you're if this is what you want to do. But, hey, at least we got a president that's coherent and his age doesn't matter. 21 minutes ago at the White House, this is what our president sounded like. Folks have the audacity to say I cut funding for I saw it hurts all my life. Uh, on the internet, I cut funding for HBCUs. And I, that, that's the furthest thing from the truth, but then again, a lot of time in the There you go. There's your Biden mumbling moment. Folks, I have the, uh, the, the, the audacity to... To say I cut funding for I saw I heard something on one of the um, uh, on the uh, Internet. I guess we have several Internets now. Because he heard on one of the Internets. I'm quoting exactly, by the way. I saw I heard something on one of the um, uh, on the Internet on one of the Internets that I cut funding for HBCUs. But that's furthest thing from the truth. And again, a lot on that Internet. That's the exact quote of the President of the United States of America from, from just a few moments ago. And, and what's your message for the car companies before you go to Detroit with, it, with the auto workers there? When, when Joe Biden, confused, yelled back at a reporter a couple hours ago, stay under the speed limit. Yeah, his age is not an issue, folks. Joanne, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. How are you? Oh, Ben, I'm, ben, I'm fine. And the woman before me was terrific in telling you that you were you're great. You went over to join you. But I did, too. I wrote on there. I'm the one that just wrote on there that the only thing you're doing wrong, you're like a, a mini Levin. But the only thing you're doing wrong is you're not saying hello every so often. <laughs> I'll work on that. I'll work on that. I got to get know, approval yeah, for copyright reasons there. Oh, you're right. You're right. It's hysterical. I mean, my friends, we laugh about it all the time. I got everybody hooked on Mark. Anyway, so now, uh, listen, I just want to say a couple of quick things because you're running out of time. And you're also like Mark in that you don't let us in enough. We need to get in. You need a few more of us in there so we could talk a little bit. I'm it's taking enough. notes, coach. I'm taking notes. All right. I'm ready. Go. All right. Go. 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 Is okay. a great and one. We say go. I'm on your page, so you'll be you'll be hearing from me. Okay, thank you. Listen, real quick, uh, we really have to get over these mumbling, bumbling bags of I'm going to call them jelly beans, just to be nice, be, and and including Kamala behind him. Because you know what? All I know is right now, this is my main point tonight. If I say nothing else, we are the laughing stock of the world, and and please make no mistake about that. We, 
I mean, please, really? With him? And the only other thing is, I would love to have been a fly on the wall last week when Xi Jinping and Putin had a meeting, a private meeting. I don't know who heard about it or who didn't, but I saw it. I read it. I heard it. I saw it. And you know what? I would love to have been a fly on that wall because they are laughing their rear ends at off. Uh, they're laughing their rear ends off right now at us. Uh, you know, there's one thing I will say about you mentioned a moment ago about should we be laughing? I I am worried right now about national security more than I've been in in probably ten years because of the number of people that are coming across the border right now that have ties to terrorism. We're catching people on the terrorist watch list now on a regular basis. All right. So, so understand that's happening. I fear that we're going to have a terrorist attack in the not too distant future. And we're going to find out for damn sure right afterwards that they came across the open Southern border. And, and anyone, by the way, that, that says to me, Ben, that's absurd. No, you can't say that. That's like, that's ridiculous. I, I, I don't believe it's ridiculous. Okay. I want to I make that clear. I, I do not believe that this is ridiculous at all. I think it's reality. And it frustrates me because um, it, 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 two reasons, let me say this, why it frustrates me. One because we know it's a threat to our national security, having an open border. We should have learned our lesson after 9-11, but we've forgotten the lesson of 9-11. We have an administration that makes deals with terrorists like we just did with Iran, sending them back, what was it, $6 billion for five people paying ransom and sending back God knows who that the Iranians wanted back. We pay ransom now for Americans. This does not make us safer to terrorists who kill American soldiers in Iraq and Afghanistan on a daily basis. That's what Iran did. The people that are chanting death to America, we just gave them $6 billion back that they had not had access to. That's, so that's who you're dealing with, and that's the incumbency of this administration. But we should know that, a, that, that an open border allows, okay, an open, uh, an open border allows for terrorists to exploit this country's vulnerabilities. And that, to me, should be an issue. I, 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 I firmly believe that. Um, I, I, I believe that we, we really, 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 really should have a conversation about not just the number of illegal immigrants coming across the border, Okay. We're, we're, we're talking about, for goodness sakes, our national security with terrorists. With, with, with terrorists, folks, with terrorists. What the hell is wrong with these people? 1-800 or 1-877-381-3811. Let me go to Larry. In Augusta, Georgia, I'm just jealous. Every time I hear Augusta as a golfer, that just makes my day, Larry. I hope you played it. If you haven't, you got to sneak on there, take your chances. How are you, sir? I've been still watching, but uh, never actually played the course. Uh, a local talk show guy named Austin Rhodes, he gets to play it every year. But anyway, I was going to uh, reiterate people not talking about our national debt. And right now they're 
debating the budget, okay, and Larry, I got a bad connection with you. Hold on. I'm going to try to come back to you, okay? Let me go to David in New Jersey. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. As someone who's been voting since 1995 for Republicans and someone who enlisted because of September 11th, I need for every American citizen who's listening to let the Republican Party leadership know, whether it's all McConnell, or the guy living in the one-bedroom suite with Frank Lutz. Galise is taking chemo, so he's busy. The Republican Party leadership, including Mittens Romney's niece, are not doing a finger to help our republic. They have got to do something to control the southern border. And by the way, saying they want to cut the spending so the check can bounce less, as a former Navy sailor, I take it the utmost ridiculous nature that the Republican Party leadership is serious about anything. Are they even going to cut funding for NPR? Kevin McCarthy, will you cut funding for NPR, you little spineless coward? Thank you for taking my call. God bless America. Thank you, David. Good to talk to you. 1-877-381-3811. 1-877-381-3811. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Don't forget, grab my podcast. I'd love to keep up with you guys. During the week, you can download the Ben Ferguson podcast, and we'll stay in touch that way. More coming up. Mark Levin. Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. He will be back with you tomorrow. In the meantime, I want to get some of your reaction Uh, To this election and the new poll numbers, the poll numbers do not look good for Joe Biden. This is the first time the media is kind of starting to say, "Okay, we're freaking out a little bit. We're freaking out at the idea that we might lose this thing. The poll numbers that they keep worrying about are poll numbers that now show in a head to head matchup that Joe Biden is down by nine or ten points. Now, that can change. Want to be clear. We're over a year away. But this number for him is the lowest of his presidency with a unemployment rate that is starting to uh, move in the wrong direction for him. And inflation numbers that are through the roof. Gas prices that are extremely high again. And interest rates at a 21-year high. 1-877-381-381. 3811. Andrea in Pennsylvania, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you. Hi. Hi, Mr. Ferguson. How are you? I'm doing well, ma'am. How are you? I'm fine. I'm I'm a first time caller and I just stumbled over your radio station. And all I hear is division, division, division. The Democrats or the Republicans, both of them are no better. The, the Democrats make mistakes, and Republicans make mistakes. Mitch McConnell is no better than Joe Biden with their health problems. There should be an age limit when it comes to who runs in Congress and who sits on the Supreme Court. Yes, we have a border problem. So hold on one second. Let's go back to the age thing real quick. 
you're saying that you believe Joe Biden's too old to be president. So what is the age then that you think is the cutoff if you could be king for a day? Um, I say the age cutoff should be at least 71. Okay. So so let me ask you this. Based on what did you come up with that number? Well, because 71 people, people are living longer. And sometimes at 71, you do have a sense of um, direction. You do have a sense of um, what's right, what's wrong. Um, You know, 71, I think it's a great age to just say, okay, after 71. So why not 70 then compared to 71? Why, Why the one extra year? Well, because sometimes after 71, I mean, I'm, I've, I've worked with some um, guys at the Naval Academy. they 71, and they still kicking and going. So, so you, in other words, you're, you're admitting you just arbitrarily picked the age 71, not based on science, not based on life expectancy, just because you know a guy at the, that you work with that you say 71 is probably the number. I know, plenty, I know plenty of people. They're still doing so at 71, kick them out to pasture, right? Like, let's just get rid of them. Well, I'll tell you what, how old is Mitch McConnell? I, I, I don't know. I can Google it if you really need to know. Well, go ahead and Google it. All right. Because so, it, seen, okay. So uh, Mitch McConnell's 81. He was born in, in 1942. Needs to stop down. Okay, so Mitch McConnell's gone by age, but you would have gotten rid of him a decade ago. So Ronald Reagan would have never been president if we had it your way. Um, Joe Biden would have never been president if we had it your way. Donald Trump would have never been president if we had it your way. So, again, this goes back to the core issue of you just picked an arbitrary number and you decided that's too old for you. My only question is what happens when you hit 71? What are are they going to do with you? Well, when I hit 71, I hope to be retired by then. What if you're not? Should they automatically retire you? Listen, I'm a single mom. I've been working, driving a dump truck for 26 years. Well, you shouldn't be able to drive a dump truck at 71. You're too old for that. Well, wait a minute. It's some guys on my job. Listen, if you're incompetent to do your job, I've met a lot of 21-year-olds, though, that are incompetent and 31-year-olds that are incompetent. Is, Biden is, and Mitch McConnell. Okay, so you want, in other words, let me recap this very quickly. You don't like either side, and you don't like old people in politics, and you want to get rid of all of them. So one other question. Who do you think should be president if you just got rid of all of them? Well, sir, I'm to be honest... I don't know. I had a feeling that was going to be the response, and I think that's the most truthful thing you've said so far. You don't know. Thank you for summing that up perfectly for me. I'm out of time. Mark Levin will be back with you tomorrow. Love to keep up with you. Download my podcast, if you would, the Ben Ferguson Podcast. Have a great night. 